0: This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, we are embarking on the topic how to get what you really want. This will be a three-part series, which will be spanning over the next three weeks. The first episode of this mini-series will be this week. So we're kicking off with our first episode of this mini-series. As usual, I would love to know where you are, what you're up to, what everything around you. Looks like as you listen to this episode, maybe you're commuting, maybe you're walking, maybe you're cooking something, no matter what it is that you're doing, take a quick picture, send it over to me on instagram at victoria sardain or you can tag me over there as well i would love to feel like i'm right there beside you enjoy the episode welcome to the victoria sardain podcast where you'll discover actionable tools tips and tricks as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality we all have immense personal power within us We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? Hello everybody, I hope you are all doing well. I'm very happy to have you here for a new mini-series on this Monday, as usual, new episode coming out this week on a Monday morning, and we are starting another mini-series. I'm liking these mini-series these days because I believe it allows us to go a little bit deeper into the topic and when I was preparing today's topic, I realized that I simply would not be able to cover everything in one episode unless I ramble on for hours. So I thought that I would split it up into three little bite-sized chunks, which you will be able to then continue on this reflection, continue on this journey for the next three weeks as we dig into the topic of how to get what you really want. So I wanted to start with a quote by T. Harb Ecker. And that quote is the number one reason why most people don't get what they want is that they don't know what they want. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. And so that will be the theme of this first episode of this mini series, because I truly believe that the first step to actually getting what you want is to know what you want. And in reality, it's probably the hardest step. So it's actually quite hard to know what you want. And maybe you can ask yourself this question. If you want to pause this podcast episode now, you can, but just really ask yourself, what is it that you truly want out of your life? Is that crystal clear in your mind? And I can probably guarantee that for a lot of us, it isn't. And a lot of the time that can be quite challenging because we don't actually know what it is that we want until we realize what we don't want. So we might be in a situation that we're not happy with or realize that we're taking a certain route in our life or a path in our life that we're not happy with or starting to feel unsatisfied with. And of course, sometimes these routes and paths can stem from things that we had previously wanted. But a lot of the time we find ourselves on potentially a certain path or living a certain way or working towards something Without having necessarily stopped and really asked ourselves, is this really what we want or are we working towards what we truly want out of our life? So, I want to dig into this topic with you guys from a few different angles. And I wanted to start by saying that when it comes to actually knowing what you want, there is an element of personality which is part of it. So, that's a little bit tricky because there is an aspect of our personality that defines whether we will have more ease knowing what we want or not. So I've spoken about the big five model a lot in the recent podcast episodes. I swear a podcast series on this framework is coming up in the next few months, but I'm not quite ready to share that yet. However. This model is the most researched psychological model for personality and has been proven time and time again. So it's very scientifically sound and this framework has one aspect of personality, one specific personality trait out of the five called agreeableness. And how agreeable we are will actually tell us if we have more ease or more difficulty actually knowing what we want those who are more agreeable have a harder time knowing what they want and those who are less agreeable have an easier time knowing what they want the reason is because agreeableness as such is essentially our tendency to put other people's wants and needs first so if we are the kind of person who tends to put other people's wants and needs first then we struggle to think about ourselves, to be a little bit quote-unquote selfish or to really think about us as an individual, separate from perhaps our family, our friends, those we care about, those we love, even those in our surroundings, or even our employer or colleague or whatnot, we really struggle to separate ourselves and to think, wait a second, what do I actually want in this scenario? And I've actually noticed this within myself. I previously had never any issue knowing what I wanted and I would always have a very specific goal in mind, something that I'm working towards. I would always be able to envision my five and ten year goal and dream crystal clear in my mind and I've noticed over the past few years I've actually been growing in agreeableness. And so agreeableness is a trait that's very tied to feminine energy. and. I've actually been on a big journey of cultivating my feminine energy over the past few years. And with that, my levels of agreeableness have been growing, which is, I guess, quote unquote, what I wanted. However, at the same time, that growing agreeableness obviously has its downfalls to a certain extent. And I was struggling over the past year or two years, realizing that that crystal clear image of what I actually wanted out of my life was starting to fade away. And I was feeling a little bit unsure and feeling like I was lacking a little bit of direction. So as I said, this trait of agreeableness is very linked to feminine energy. It's also something that's much higher in women. And if we think about it, it makes sense because everything about self-sacrifice of putting other people's wants and needs first is something that is incredibly necessary when it comes to actually raising a infant or a small baby. And this is why this temperament in this personality trait has actually been hardwired into our brain and has evolved over hundreds and thousands of years in the female brain because it's something that's so necessary for human survival anywho not going into that right now i promise an entire series on this personality trait model is coming but for now why am i bringing this up so i'm bringing this up because in order to know what we want we have to be able to separate ourselves We have to be able to think about ourselves as an independent. We have to actually be able to ask ourselves the question, what do I want? Without thinking, well, what does my partner want? And what would be better for my family? And what would my parents think? And I don't wanna let down so-and-so. So we have to be able to think about ourselves independently, and that's an element of masculine energy, of having this direction and clarity and knowing what we want. That is masculine energy as such. So in order to actually take steps towards knowing what we want, we need to be in a state of masculine energy. And as I said previously, I was giving myself as an example where I've noticed my feminine energy growing so much of the past few years and with that was coming the sense of lack of direction and lack of clarity however this summer i've really actually stepped back into my masculine energy because i spent the summer back in europe mostly in switzerland mostly on my own working on my projects very work focused which is masculine energy as well hosting retreats taking charge all elements of masculine energy And with this masculine energy rising within me once again, all of a sudden this clarity came back and this ability to actually focus and narrow down on what I wanted became a lot more prominent. So why am I sharing this? It's because we need that masculine energy in order to even have the answer to the question, what do I want? So how do we get into our state of masculine energy we don't have to be in it all the time and that's where previously a few years ago that's why i started making this transition towards more feminine energy because i was in my masculine energy all the time i have a full podcast series about masculine versus feminine energy i will link it in the show notes below but for those who don't know much about the concept we basically don't want to be in full dominance of one or the other and so what we want really is to be in our masculine energy just enough to kind of have this clarity of what it is that we want and then to be able to move in and out of the masculine move towards the feminine and back again in a more fluid motion however we need to be in the masculine energy in order to get the answer so two really simple ways to actually get into our masculine energy when we want to do an exercise where we're perhaps asking ourselves bigger questions to try to figure out what it is that we want. The first one is through exercise. So this is a really simple way because when we do high intensity exercise, we are naturally in our masculine energy and we're getting endorphins rushing through our body. And especially if we're doing something, as I said, a little bit more high intensity, we feel this power pumping through our muscles and pumping through our blood and that actually brings out our masculine energy. So exercise and doing high intensity exercise is a very simple way to actually get ourselves in a state where we're able to be a little bit more directive to perhaps think about ourselves and to feel like we have the power and the ability to focus on ourselves enough to answer that question the second way that we can easily step into our masculine energy in order to get that answer to that question is through music so as i said agreeableness is the tendency to put other wants and needs first in order to answer the question what it is that i want we have to put our own wants and needs first therefore we have to be less agreeable and the opposite of agreeableness on the personality scale is aggression so an easy way to step into your masculine energy and have the ability to really think about yourself is actually listen to a little bit more aggressive music and that can be the more kind of sassy music, or it can be maybe more hardcore hip-hop style music, or rap, or drum and bass, or whatever you're into, but something that is a bit more heavy, that's a bit more aggressive, and that can really give you this feeling of power and focus and drive and will allow you to be in the kind of position and in the kind of state that will actually allow you to even answer that question in the first place. The second way that we can get clarity on knowing what we want is to reflect on your zone of genius. So I did an entire podcast episode about the zone of genius. That's really the zone in which you lose track of time and space, and you feel like you are most you. This is often going to be related to what it is that you want. That feeling of flow, a feeling like our life is flowing and we're moving forward, and things are coming to us effortlessly, and we're just completely in the zone. That's something that all of us seek, and we can find that when we're in our zone of genius. And so I really recommend you go listen to that podcast episode because it will give you more details on actually how to find what your zone of genius is. And I will say that... Confidence is necessary in order to really have the answer of what it is that you want in your life. When we're feeling confident, we tend to have more clarity, more drive, and more of a positive outlook in towards the future. And being in our zone of genius and actually spending time in that zone is something that really feeds our confidence because it gives us that feeling of, I am in the right place at the right time. And so for me personally, taking back that personal example, I think one of the key reasons why I've had this huge wave of clarity this summer is because I was able to spend time in my zone of genius. And I know for me, my zone of genius is hosting events. I love hosting, I love giving talks, I love meeting lots of new people, and really that element of hosting events for me brings in all the elements that I think are my zone of genius, and having been able to spend time in that zone is really what fed me and nourished me and allowed me to be in a space where I was able to get clarity on that big question that so many of us ask ourselves, which is, what do I actually really want out of my life? I will add a little caveat to that, that when it comes to actually nailing down our zone of genius, and once we have nailed it down, in order to make the transition between our zone of genius and what it is that we want, we have to get to know ourselves. And so I talk about this a lot. It's the basis of the coaching work that I do, one-on-one with my clients, but also my group coaching program, The Self-Mastery Solution. And the basis is to get to know yourself, because if we do not know ourselves, then we cannot get clarity. We cannot know what we're trying to work towards and we cannot actually know what we want out of our life. So let's say you were to narrow down that your zone of genius is to render normal things extraordinary. You love to make things beautiful, right? Or perhaps your zone of genius is to organize things. You're really in your zone when you're able to break things down into small pieces and categorize them and you're very structured minded. Or perhaps your zone of genius is making others feel heard or feel safe. Those are all great to narrow down and it's very important to know that about yourself. But to make the link between your zone of genius and actually what you want your life to look like and what you actually want to build in your life, you need to know more subtleties about yourself. So. Are you the kind of person who works better with accountability? Do you move forward better with accountability? Do you need accountability in order to make you do things? Or do you not need that? For example, is that something that you need to know about yourself. There's a great book called The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. I really recommend that book. I'll put it in the show notes below. That is a great book to actually get to know yourself better. Another thing that you need to know about yourself is, are you a risk taker? How much of a risk taker are you? Are you the kind of person who tends to play on the safe side because safety and security is a core value or is adventure and excitement more of a core value? Whatever that might be, you need to know that about yourself. Are you the kind of person who prefers structure and regularity or do you want variety? Those things are incredibly important to know. Something else about our tendencies, do you tend to be overly critical with yourself? So let's say your zone of genius is making things beautiful, and you have the tendency to be overly critical with yourself, then maybe every time you work on a creative expression, you're going to tell yourself, this sucks, and I'm no good at this, and there's no point, and it's a waste of my time. But if you know that you have the tendency to be overcritical, then maybe whenever that critical voice comes up, you can actually second guess it because you can tell yourself, I have the tendency to be too critical, therefore if I think this sucks, maybe it doesn't suck quite as much as I think. So those are just a few examples, but it's so important for us to get to know ourselves and to actually take the time and effort to discover ourselves the way that we get to know somebody else when we start dating them or when we make a new friend and our first coffee dates are based around really getting to know them. And these are the kind of things that we need to know about ourselves. So as I said, this is the basis of the coaching work that I do. So maybe that's a route you want to go down. You want to find yourself a coach. Maybe you have certain things in the past that you want to handle. So you want to go down the psychologist route. Either route allows you to get to know yourself better. And getting to know yourself better is also a core element to actually knowing what it is that you want. I will add within that that sometimes since we are ourselves, we struggle to see things clearly. And sometimes having conversations with others is actually incredibly helpful to get to know what we want. So for me personally, my boyfriend and my family have been incredibly helpful because they know me in a way that they've been actually able to tell me their point of view of I really see you doing this or I really see you going down this route or I think you do really well here. And it was something that was really helpful for me because it gave an objective view, a view from their point of view of how they see me because of course I don't see myself the way that other people would see me. And so that was incredibly helpful for me as well and it might be helpful for you. I will add a caveat to that, however, once again, that it's very important to know yourself well enough to know if you are the kind of person who gets too swayed by other people's opinions so if you tend to get overly swayed by other people's opinions and then you tend to lose yourself in other people's opinions then maybe that's not the right route for you but as i said before it all comes down to knowing yourself so that element is incredibly incredibly core third element to getting clarity on what it is that you want is that we need to leave the past behind us a lot of the time we look at the future with a lens of the past. So we might think, well, I tried this and it didn't work. Or I did kind of do that, but I didn't really like it. Or I've already invested so much time and effort into this thing, so it'd be such a shame to just change path or change direction. And when we're actually going through a process of asking ourselves the question, of what it is that we want and i'm going to go more into this in a second but before we actually go through that process we really need to think of it as though we are turning a blank slate a blank page everything that has happened before we're not thinking about that right now we need to get ourselves in a state first of all where our masculine energy is present where we can reflect on our zone of genius and take that into account, where we feel like we know ourselves and where we can leave the past behind us in order to truly get clarity on the question ahead, which will be what it is that we truly want. So once we've done those steps, the fourth part, as I said, is simply asking ourselves the question. And there's lots of different ways to formulate the question. Some that might work better for you or not, what i'm actually going to be doing for my newsletter in october for those that don't know every single month i send out a monthly newsletter where i include a free guidebook and the guidebook for october will actually be a three-step guidebook based on these podcast episodes so the first part of the guidebook will be a reflection on helping you get to the core of the question what it is that you actually want and That question itself is quite loaded, so there's lots of other small questions that we can ask in order to get to that same answer, but in a way that tends to flow a lot smoother. So that will all be outlined in that guidebook. I'm going to put the link in the show notes below if you want to join the mailing list in order to receive that guidebook but I will share one of those questions here. This is actually a question that Marie Forleo has shared in her podcast, so I will link her podcast episode in the show notes below, but that question is, wouldn't it be cool if? I love that question, It's actually a question that I've used for journaling and has brought a lot of ideas and inspiration for me, so maybe that would be something for you to try out. But as I said before, before even tackling that question, you need to activate your masculine energy, reflect on your zone of genius, leave the past behind you, and then fourth and finally, you can approach these questions, starting with the question, wouldn't it be cool if and the next questions will be coming up in that guidebook, which will be landing in your inbox on the last day of this month. So that is it for this podcast episode. I hope that you enjoyed. I would love to hear your feedback, hear your thoughts. As I said, this was the first podcast episode of this little mini-series. This was part one. Next week, we will be continuing... On a slightly different topic, which comes after, once we know what it is that we want, how do we actually move forward from there? As I said before, getting to know yourself is the underlying basis to everything, everything that I share pretty much in every podcast episode ever. It all comes down to getting to know yourself, and that is the basis of the coaching that I do. I will be taking on a few more one-on-one clients starting mid-October. Spots will be very limited, so feel free to reach out. We can have a quick chat, figure out where you're at, figure out if it would be the right step for you, and take it from there. In the meantime, I will see you next week for a brand new episode.